there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Andrew Imbry. Well, it is one thing to write a speech that you plan to deliver yourself, because we all know, or at least hopefully we found our own voice. But you wrote speeches for Secretary of State John Kerry, and you began writing speeches for Secretary Kerry while he was still Senator Kerry, serving as chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. How did you go about capturing his voice, Andrew? And what advice would you have for aspiring speechwriters as to how they should go about finding that sweet spot? Let me start with a time that I think I failed because it really helps sort of clarify what I tried to do to do to learn better and to try to you know improve myself, which was there was a speech that he uh, then Senator Kerry had to give to the Millennium Campus Network as sort of a, a nonprofit organization. A lot of students are part of it that promotes sort of global action on poverty and sustainable development. And this speech was going to be about poverty and foreign aid and. I, it was really my first big speech. To, I had a chance to sort of try to channel his voice. And I had watched a lot of videos of him speaking and I had read a lot, but mostly just read, you know, sort of the statements that he had put out. And I, I took pen to paper and put this speech together and I thought it was great. And it turned out that it was pretty much the opposite. It was filled full of all the things that we were just talking about that I shouldn't do. It was very complicated. There was a lot of jargon. I didn't have a really sound structure. I also didn't really capture his voice or his history. And it turned out that he he didn't fire me. He didn't, you know, he didn't get mad. He basically told me a little bit more about his life and how he came of age and where he really cut his teeth. And he thinks of himself in some ways as an activist in the best sense of the word, because he was there on the front lines after Vietnam, protesting a war gone wrong. And then he was on the front lines of, of Earth Day and the environmental activism. And he had seen kind of the power of activism firsthand. So that's what he wanted to convey to this, to this audience. And what it taught me was that I can't just focus on the words in a speech. I also have to sort of inhabit someone's mind, their thought process, the history that they were a part of. I had to go read about this time period, listen to the music, read about the, you know, read the manifestos, read the pamphlets, watch videos of it, because really good speeches don't just capture somebody's tone and words. They, they really capture the way they think and make an argument, the stories that are a part of their life. While I certainly didn't master this after we worked through this one speech, it's something that really guided me for the rest of my time as a speechwriter, which is don't just think about the words and the high flights of rhetoric, but think about the ideas behind them and how do you make, you know, a substantive argument and then give expression 
rush into those arguments. And that was that was really valuable for me to learn. And as I say, you know, over time, then you can kind of combine that with watching videos, with listening to them, really absorbing kind of the sound and the cadence of their voice. And one very special tip that I always used to implement was for aspiring speechwriters in your audience, try to bring your prepared drafts to events and watch the places where your boss departs from the language or tells a story or inserts a different kind of joke. And you can learn so much just by the rhythm of the way that they speak and the sound of their voice and where they're comfortable and where they aren't. Some of this is just learning by doing. And some of it is, you know, as I say, that careful thought process of how do I how do I capture this person's way of thinking and way of being and not just the words that are coming out of their mouth. You mentioned the word rhythm. Do you think there is a musicality to a good speech? Absolutely. You know, I think there's so many parallels actually between speech writing and, and music. For the musicians out there thinking about phrasing and, you know, exposition, development, recapitulation, how you exercise your voice. So the, the pitch of your voice, the, the how loud you get, how soft you get. You know, one of the interesting things is communicators know that much of the message that you're conveying comes across in the tone and in your body language and not just in the words. And so sometimes when you write, you have to almost think of the words as sounds. It helps to read poetry when you're trying to write a speech. It helps you appreciate that these sounds can convey meaning. And, you know, I'm someone who I've I've grown up and loved playing jazz piano. It's it's really a, f a fun way to enter into speech writing because jazz involves both sort of, it's that syncopation idea, the idea that you can be part of a group and you can express your individuality. And I think that's something really fun in a speech, which is you're trying to, structure an argument, but you realize that the way people interpret that argument is not just rational, but also emotional. And, and so you're looking for ways to sort of bend the rules of grammar and convey ideas in a vivid way. I had a mentor tell me that you want to think things, not words. And I always thought that was kind of a neat way of approaching it because you really want to create a picture in someone's mind. So one little trick is when you're writing a speech and you're trying to decide what's the right word, try to close your eyes and imagine what that word looks like. See if it conjures a picture in your mind. And if it doesn't, then try a different word because you really, that's your goal is you're trying to create something that's memorable and you're trying to convey the truth in a way that will stick with people. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.